Welcome to episode 233 of the Thunder Underground podcast. Trent and Jason here as always, and this week, we're just going to talk. It's one of those weeks, uh, I know you people love our voices, so why not? Yeah. And we love hearing ourselves talk. Yeah, I, we've got 100% feedback that no one has ever tuned into this podcast for any guest, just to hear our voices. <laughs> of course. <laughs> you know. No one, no one, Simmons, no one gave a shit about Gene Simmons. Yeah. Vivian Campbell, yeah. John Connolly, no, Kirk no. Winstein, Sid Falk, all those, you know, bigger episodes, they don't, Yeah, it was because of your voice. We're the boss and TV stars around here, God damn it, okay? Yeah, that's right. And we know that. And we're, we're the all Turner hooch of this motherfucker. That's right. That's right. You're hooch. I'm Turner. Okay, I know. let's not I'm, get that fucking twisted. I know. Okay. As long as you know. Finally. A Turner and hooch <laughs> reference. It comes out. Yeah. <laughs> Before we get into I don't that, know that I, no, listen, now I'm going to stop. Okay. I don't know that I look as good in a Speedo as Tom Hanks does, but, Probably. you know, whatever. Yeah. Okay. This, I'd, I'd uh, say it's a wash. This episode just took a huge nosedive. <laughs> okay, carry on. All right. Well, we're going to play some songs as well, but before we get into all that great stuff, as always, we are sponsored by MedFarm and DEB Concerts. MedFarm is a dispensary located right here in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. They're located at 24683 East Highway 51. That's just about a quarter mile east of Oneida Road. Right there off the highway, you can't miss them. They've got banners. They've got big green signs. They're, they're right there, so go on in. Check them out. They've got a huge selection. They've got a doctor on site every Friday and Saturday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And if you tell them that you heard about them from Thunder Underground or just mention our name, they will give you 10% off your purchase. And if you follow them on social medias, they're always posting deals as well from for other discounts and stuff. So be sure and do that at MedFarm on Facebook, MedFarmOK on Instagram, and MedFarmOK.com is the website. And that's spelled P-H-A-R-M. And also... Their slogan is Cannabis with a Cause because 30% of their proceeds go to help build no-kill animal shelters in this area, which, as we always say, is the Lord's work. Or what is it you say? I can't remember. I don't know. I mean, it's a noble. A noble. No, yeah, that's what you noble say. Noble cause. That's right. The noblest of causes. That's right. Yeah, and you can't beat that. Most people, when they donate proceeds, it's like 10%, something like that. These guys are doing 30%, and they're 100%. Independently, family owned by two people from Oklahoma. Gotta and love a, it. A lot of these dispensaries that are popping up all over the place are have investors from out of state. So, you know, it's a mom and pop operation. So get in there and support them and tell them Thunder Underground sent you. Also, as always, we are sponsored by DEB Concerts. They keep bringing in some amazing rock and roll to Tulsa. They keep bringing in acts that we grew up on. Definitely. Like Tom Kiefer. Saxon, Sebastian Bach, Great White, Lita Ford, Warrant, Steelheart, Dockin, Warrant, a huge long list. And the list is getting longer because just here in about three weeks, or a little less than three weeks now, October 19th, last in line, we'll be playing the Ideal Ballroom with Fist of Rage opening up. Last line is out. Last in line is out supporting their second album, which is fantastic. It definitely is. I'm sure you'll be hearing about that on the best of 2019 episode. Of course you will be. And you can also hear about it 
on our episode with Vivian Campbell from July, so go look that one up. And of course, Fist of Rage opened in that show. They've been on this podcast several times, members of that band. They kick ass, so hit them up if you want some advanced tickets for a little bit cheaper than you can get at the door or online. Definitely. Um, that's going to be a great show. Um, I, I predict... I predict many brutal hangovers the next day. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but it's all going to be worth it. Usually when you go to the ideal barn, you end up with a brutal hangover. Yep. Yep. So uh, bring it on, I say. Bring it on. <laughs> right. Well, then later in November, November 23rd, Vixen and the Iron Maidens will be coming to Tulsa. Two great bands, two great female bands, and of course, Iron Maiden. The Iron Maidens, not Iron Maiden. <laughs> the Iron Maidens. Oh, fuck me, I are, wish. Are an all-female tribute band for Iron Maiden. So be sure and get in there and check that out. I've long wanted to see these these guys live, or these girls, sorry. And Down for Five will be opening that show. That's going to be a great one. Yeah. Great Tulsa area band that you can also hit them up if you want advanced tickets. They'll save service charges, and it'll help them out as well. So yeah, get out there and... Check out Vixen, the Iron Maidens, and Down for Five at the Ideal Barm. And Eddie Trunk will be hosting both of those shows. As always. Yep. And as we said, both of those are at the beautiful Ideal Ballroom in downtown Tulsa. So get on Facebook. Follow the Streets Gone Wild page. Follow the Ideal Barm so you miss none of these. And of course, anytime there's announcements from DB Concerts, you'll hear about them here as well. Of course. This is a song from a guy named Stevie D. You guys might not. It's not the Stevie D from Buck Cherry. Um, <laughs> it is a guy that's a producer, and he's worked with a ton of bands. Um, he's worked he's worked under some great producers like Max Norman and Kevin Shirley. Um, and uh, you have the list in front of you. He's got some some great credits. Yeah, Vanilla Fudge, both Carmen or Apathy brothers yeah whichever you like to say it yeah and when he was working under those other guys it was for bands like aerosmith and some of the heavyweights of the industry and he even played guitar with carmen carmine sorry bumblefoot was on that as well that's right so this guy isn't a slouch when it comes to guitar obviously no if he's stepping foot alongside bumblefoot and the clincher here is he got Corey Glover from Living Color to sing on these tracks. Yeah, not just this track. We're about to play the entire album. Entire thing, which is great. And this song is awesome, and I'm glad we're going to get to play it for you guys. Well, here you go. This song is called Your Time Has Run Out. She took a 
time has run out from Stevie D featuring Corey Glover of Living Color. That's from his brand new album, Torn from the Pages, which came out a couple weeks ago. Actually, almost about a month ago. You need to get your hands on that because Corey Glover's on the whole thing. And Stevie D, as you can tell in that song, has some guitar chops. Of course. I really, I mean, this song had, you know, of all the stuff that we that we like, that, that we love, that we grew up with, this song has like a lot of that stuff. Right. You know, of course, Corey Glover's vocals are amazing. Um, it's intense, but it's also like bright and catchy. Yeah. Um, it's just that so, good, heavy heart. It's, yeah. it's good hard rock. Yes. That's, yes, sir. That's upbeat. But also, like you said, it's got a heaviness to it as well. Of course. So, yeah, I mean, really, like we said, check out this entire album. It's called Torn from the Pages, and you can find it pretty much anywhere you can find albums. And you might hear from Stevie D coming up on the Thunder Angle podcast. I don't know. You it's, never know. It's possible. So, yeah, be on the lookout for that. You wanted to talk about Lou Graham or James Hetfield? Oh, God, we can talk about any of that. That's ter- <laughs> it, it's all terrible. Right. Fucking. Well, the Lou Graham thing. Godspeed to both of them. I mean, how serious was, I mean, how serious I, was I don't that? know. It's just right before we turned, right. right before you hit record, I saw the headline that Lou Graham is hospitalized with bad dehydration and, um, that Which guy's you would hope just means he's on an IV. fatigue and, uh, you know, heart problems. That guy's, uh, that guy's been through a lot of health problems. What was it? A brain tumor like 20 years ago that almost killed him. That's right. I forgot about uh, that. You know, never ever have I been a foreigner fan. But I also, at the same time, I don't like to see this with anybody. Right. And when I said this, you made the the joke that, oh, that sounds urgent. That sounds like an emergency. And I, 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 I hung my head in shame, Trent. <laughs> I hung my head. You motherfucker. But you got to think, was that not clever timing? That, I don't know. Maybe that's too soon. You know, I'm, I don't know. I may, I, it was just, I'm hurt. You know, I, 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 I'm a woke person these days, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, if you had told me that in the morning, I could have just said, well, it's a blue morning, you know? Jesus Christ. But, I mean, okay, I anyways. Okay. You know what? Now, see, here's the thing. You said you're not a Foreigner fan. I always have been since we were young. Yes. I fucking love this band. And, you know, that's one of the things we kind of knocked on in the past, you know, when we joked about on podcast, they were out touring at one point with literally... No, no, original no original members, members because yeah. Mick Jones was the only one left and he had stepped away, which, you know, I don't have any problem with bands touring with one member like a lot of people do. You know, Mick Jones is a, it's just much part of Foreigner as Lou Graham. Mm-hmm. So he can go out there and make the money. Kelly Hansen's fucking great. So why not? Mm-hmm. But then it became a point where Mick Jones stepped away and he'd come out and play like one song. And then sometimes he wouldn't even come at all. Yeah. So you just got a cover band basically under the name of Foreigner. But then now... They've announced like they're doing this. Well, they already they already did it a couple of times yeah, last year. Yeah, a lot of the original cats have come yeah. back. They were doing it like in and out, but now I think that they've announced. I thought it was. I thought I saw something just this past week that they announced something where it's the entire original lineup or who. I yeah, don't know if everybody's yeah. alive or what, but yeah, you know, Lou Graham's going to be there, which yeah, is a big definitely. thing. And you know, foreigners definitely. I've never had any disdain for Foreigner. I just they just never did anything for me. Right. But I I I recognize their songwriting prowess. Yeah. And I really have a lot of respect for them, and you know, especially what Lou Graham has been through. So hopefully, you know, this is just a a minor bump in the road. 
Yeah, I'm sure it is. And, and another, yeah, and another bump in the road, as we all know, we all have heard uh, this past weekend, James Hetfield uh, re-entered w- rehab. The Metallica frontman, I guess. It, who knows? No one knows if he fell off the wagon or just shit's getting tough and he needed to go back in for a, a tune-up. You never know. Right. So, but they canceled. They called off their whole Australian New Zealand tour. Uh, so, you know, it, even even so many years later, or at a certain a, age, you still have to kind of you still have to uh, take care of this stuff. Yeah, I mean that's a pretty big deal for a band that major. Exactly. Know, that huge to cancel an entire tour off of something like this, so you know it's not just a. I don't think I'm doing all right. I mean, it could be possible, yeah. you know, hitting it beforehand, yeah. but at the same time, you know, this band doesn't do that. Yes. You know, generally ever, unless and, it's like absolutely necessary, you know. And you're right. It, it's it's one of those, it really had to be, it had to be something, because, you know, you have all that in motion. There's so much money involved. Right. So it really had to be something uh, super important. And, uh, you know, it was probably the right thing to do. Right. And I expected there to be a lot of, like, people, like, making fun of Metallica because, you know, there's a huge contingent of people that don't like Metallica. Exactly. You know, for the last 28 years or whatever it's been now. But, like, I've seen other people saying, a lot of people are bashing them, but you shouldn't. And I'm like, I haven't seen that. I mean, maybe I just hadn't been paying attention. But, I mean, I'm talking about from, like, I haven't been reading Blabbermouth stories. I'm sure it's in those comments, but oh, I'm yeah. talking about well, like from anyone of any note or any friend on my Facebook or Twitter yeah. or anything, but you've also seen a lot of people come out, you know, like Jamie Josta made that post saying yeah. how Hetfield directly helped him. And then of course, Randy Bly followed up that and gave Which this long story. Super about. fucking touching. Yeah. So it was great. And you know what? Side note. All the dudes on Blabbermouth that are commenting haven't got their dick wet since 1997, okay? Well, a lot of them weren't even born until well, 1998. True, so. <laughs> true. But I can't, you know, on that completely off topic, I can't help sometimes reading those because some of those people are legitimately funny. But I've never, I've read know. them maybe, I don't know, I read one maybe like 12 years ago. I don't know, <laughs> fuck them. It's just my sadistic side, I guess, I guess going to I read guess. that shit. So but I get pissed off, you know, I, and then... I, I, I don't think this is going to be. I don't. Ha- I have a feeling that it's not going to be a long stint, like right before Saint Anger, where it was like, "Oh, we don't know. The band might be done. We don't know when he's going to be back." Right. I-, I think this is probably a bit more of a controlled thing. Yeah. I would like to, anyways. I would like to think. So, uh, you know, they haven't said anything about the South America tour in early 2020. When is that? Okay. It, it was like March or April with Greta Van Fleet opening up. All right. So that's still a ways off. So that's still a ways off. So. You know, I I think, and I think they'll and, get back down under. And when was the New Zealand, Australia thing? October. It was like oh, so it's right yeah, now. It was just okay. going to be in a couple weeks. Okay. So that's so there you go. Yeah. That that is what that is. So so in twenty twenty when they announce he's left the band, who do you think they should get <laughs> to replace him? Ah, fuck it, John Karabi. Well, I would be in on that. I know, I know there's a lot of people that wouldn't be. That's a great segue, sir, because that was a topic I was going to bring up. Into Glenn Hughes. Yeah. Okay. You think Glenn Hughes could front Metallica? Well, Glenn, no. Glenn Hughes could front anything you fucking want. Glenn Hughes could front. But uh, it just what wouldn't was it make the sense. Fucking, what was it, John C. Riley on, on, on Talladega Nights? He's fronting an angel band. I mean, Wearing a limp skirt with John Eagle Wings. John Eagle And I'm just like, I'm partying. <laughs> Glenn Hughes could do that. He could do anything. Yeah. 
Hopefully, people know I'm joking. That's not going to happen. No. If Hetfield actually left Metallica, they would. I'm pretty sure that's one of those bands. That's one of those bands that would not replace them, even though. You know, Lars and Kirk could if they really wanted to, but, but it's but, not going to happen. But we, <laughs> but it, but for for our segue purposes, well, yeah, what I was going to works out beautifully. Yeah, I mean, something we never talked about is this whole Karabi not being in Dead Daisies thing. Yeah, and well, Mark Mendoza as well. Yeah, you know, you know, no offense well, to Mendoza, got, but that's a lesser. When you got Glenn Hughes, you don't really need. Well, yeah, but you, you got the bass player and the singer. Right. And then you got one less person to pay. <laughs> right. Or, or do you pay Glenn Hughes double? You, maybe they might have to. That's what you do because it's Glenn fucking It's Hughes. fucking worth it. That's for sure. But see, I never, see, I've still never seen anything. Like, I didn't even know about the Krabby thing until you sent that song. Like, yeah. whenever that was, a few weeks ago. Yeah. Like, I holy shit. I was out of town and I'm like, what the fuck? I didn't even get to listen to it for like a day. But like, and I still haven't really even seen anything. Why? And then it reminded me because I saw this story today about Mark Mendoza was talking about how great Dead Daisies will be with Glenn Hughes, you know? So yeah. he, of course, was taking the high road here. I but see. Yeah, I saw it, the headline, but I didn't read it. It didn't really, that didn't really talk on why he was, or either one of them were out. So mm-hmm. I've still never heard if it was like, that, you know, Karabi decided to leave or they decided we're just replacing you. Who knows? But see, knows? it kind of, you know, most people that know me know how huge a fan I am of Karabi. He was one of my favorite singers, and I know he's pretty high up there for you, too. And I, it just kind of bums me out in a way because this is, even though Dead Daisies aren't huge, they've made a name for themselves yeah, since yeah. Karabi, especially since Karabi joined the band, they've kind of built it up a little bit more over the last two or three years. And it was kind of getting to a point to where it's like Karabi's finally in something, you know, that's decent size again. Yeah. And now all of a sudden he's not. But then on the flip side of that, if you came up to me and said, well, Karabi's not going to be in dead daisies anymore is there anyone that can replace this man i'm like no unless it's fucking glenn hughes or john bush yeah. and you know what well, happened here we are so i know i'm gonna just try to not be boned out about it and hope karabi's got something going on i'm sure he does. you know who knows it's gonna be good i mean what are your thoughts obviously you love glenn hughes yeah, just as I, much so it doesn't matter i guess <laughs> that was it was kind of what i thought I like, oh fuck but oh fuck glenn hughes okay well let's try this out but i did i did uh, i have to echo your statements sorry it's not you know, original, but I, I, I did appreciate what they had built up and I thought that was kind of a cool, cause you know, they go down to South America and they're huge. Yeah. They're always in the kiss cruises. They're always in the monsters of rock, this and that. So, you know, but we'll see and we'll see how it goes. I think, I really think that Glenn Hughes wants to be in a band again. He wants to be working more. Right. Um, I think he wants more to do in the U S um, so I, I I'm not really surprised that this is happening that he joined up with some guys instead of just going solo. I Which, think in, in I think if Glenn Hughes had his way, Black Country Communion would never have went away and it would always be a regular thing. Oh yeah, I agree. But with that's that. not going to happen, right? Um, and, and I understand why. So this is what we got. But see, I've always. You know, anytime anyone's asked, or are we just talking about it? Number one on my bucket list of seeing artists live yeah. that I have not seen is Glenn Hughes yeah. in, in any capacity. You know, I prefer it to be a solo show like those yes. ones he was doing where he's playing everything, but yeah. that's not going to happen and like, likely. And the good thing about this is it gives us a shot that Glenn it Hughes does. might come to fucking, you yeah. know, Dallas. It might know. be in Dallas and then yeah. we got to go. 
So yeah, so yeah, maybe we'll finally see. I think we've said this like since this podcast started in 2015. Maybe we'll see Glenn Hughes, you know. Yeah. And here and we here are. We maybe are. we finally will. Might happen in 2020. Yeah. So we'll look forward to that. Right on. All right. So we want to play another song yes. before we talk a little bit more. Let's get into Agony Inc. Okay. We're gonna play a band right here out of Arkansas. Talk a little bit about this when we come back. But like Jason mentioned, they're called Agony Inc. And this song is called Johnny's Fine.
Johnny's Fine, a brand new track from Agony Inc. out of Arkansas. That was produced by John LeCompte, who you all know from Evanescence. And that features Jay Biggs from our our friends in Scorned, who John LeCompte also produced their album. This is Jay's new band, and I really dig what I'm hearing. I mean, what do you think about that? As a Great stuff. Band? I mean, it's a bouncy riff, a uh, nice kind of Middle Eastern guitar solo. Yeah. Love the female vocals can't go wrong yeah yeah it's a really strong track from this band and i'm really looking to see really looking forward to see what they got coming here in the future and if you're here in the tulsa area like us they're going to be here in just a little under a couple weeks october 12th at badass renee's nice so get out there and check them out okay give them a follow on facebook and on reverb nation let them know we sent you okay yeah all right so Yes, something you want to talk about before we talk about David Lee Roth? Yes, I got a couple okay. things real quick okay. I wanted to throw at you. This is not really rock related. I mean, it kind of is, but I think it's worth talking about. This fucking Sturgill Simpson record. Oh, shit. I thought of that earlier. Jesus I'm Christ, like, I wanted to man. write that down and it slipped my mind. Okay. So good. As Sturgill Simpson, you know, came out of the gate, bluegrass, country, Americana, fucking poster boy. Uh, he released a song, or, or excuse me, an album, probably five, six years ago, called Meta Modern Sounds and Country Music. And everybody flipped their shit because it was traditional. It wasn't any bullshit. It wasn't bro or pop country. Um, it was pure and honest. And uh, he's got that deep baritone kind of thing going on. And everyone loved it. Fucking everyone jumped on the train. And then with each album... Except for the CMTs. Yeah, the CMTs. Well, fuck them anyways. (laughs) Uh, And so anyways, so he did another album a couple years later that was just kind of, you know, more more Americana and indie than anything. And I had that Nirvana cover on it. They got a little traction. They got a lot of traction. And I knew, I was like, this guy's going to go into the stratosphere of the next one. And holy fuck, he did. His new album came out. And it's totally synth, 80s, um, just catchy. I don't even know. It's like, but, but at the same time with his country voice. Yeah. It's just, it, it's like, I read an article somewhere. I can't even remember where I read it, but they, they likened it to like, you know, Sturgill went 80s ZZ Top. 
Yeah. And it's like he kind of fucking did. And I kind of stole that because it's a great, de- a great description. Excuse me. Um, that was my first instant. Cause you told me that before I heard it. It's like, and uh, I'm like, I hear a little ZZ top. I hear a little blues, which is obviously you get that from ZZ yeah, top as well, but you got the, the 80 synth sounds. And it's like you took all that and a country guy, which yeah. is Sturgill, and then like put him in a room and gave him a shitload of LSD in 1987. No shit. And this just sounds like, like a fucking, to me, that's what it sounds like a drug trip. Where people are completely focused on their music. Yeah, you know? it's like he listened to Velcro fly over and over for like two years straight. <laughs> right. I mean, so it, I listened to it once. It's not terrible because I understand. I understand that people. I understand these guys are artists and they don't need to do the same thing twice. And I appreciate that. But it's not for me. I listened to it once. I'll probably never listen to it again. I fucking loved it. On the flip side, where like I want to. I've listened to it twice and I like, I think about it and I'm like, I keep thinking about it. Even though I've listened yeah. to it again, that's kind of weird to well, say. And, and, and the thing I do like is when guys like this that have a certain, uh, a certain sect of people and fans that are just so enamored, they just totally go left. Like they have the balls to be like, eh, well, I'm not going to do that anymore. Let's do something else. And keep everybody on their toes. Like when Shooter Jennings did Black Ribbons. Yes. or Yeah. Or, like I said, it's his load, dude. Yeah. It, or or St. Anger, almost. Right. I mean, it, it, or, or it's his slang. I mean, it really <laughs> is. I mean, fuck. And so I appreciate that in a way. Even if I'm not the biggest fan of it, I love the left turn and I love saying, fuck you, I'm going to do what I want. That's but, great. Like the question, do you think like this is like... You you know, three, four or five years ago, this is like in his head where he was always going. Or do you think this could be like a, a Shooter Jennings type thing where it's like, I'm going to put out Black Ribbons and I'm going to turn around and put out a country album right after it. Then I'm going to turn out, turn around and put out Countach and I'm yeah. going to turn around and put out a country album. It, I mean, do you think you his next know. album you just be know. crazy? Or this is the way he's going as an artist or he might just come back it, and it, put out another you it could it could have maybe he didn't know maybe it just yeah. came that way in the songs you know i i think if you you listen to the way he sings if you strip down all those songs you could make you could make a lot of those a country record true so he he might have just went you know what let's just fuck with everybody like he wrote it shit. as a country album and then yeah let's just you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> who knows so there's that and then there's one other quick thing i want to talk about the clutch dates that were announced at the end of the year. They were, oh, yeah. Which, you know, none of them are coming around here, so it doesn't really matter. But just the fact that, like, it's clutch, and then they got the Steelwoods and Damon Johnson, you know, on this bill for these six or seven dates. Like, to preface that, they always do a short, like, yes. week-long run at the end of the year, like a Christmas yeah. holiday tour thing. Exactly. And, you know, and this is the 2019 version of that. Yeah, and it's like... Holy shit. It's like they made a they made a bill custom for me. <laughs> right? You know, it's like, man, if we who could who who is his like two favorite records of the whole year? Oh, it's the Steel Woods and Damon Johnson. Well, let's just make it for him. Oh, the Steel Woods is up there near the top of your list. Oh, man, it's such a great record. I, I don't know. know that it's going to be because it's not hard rock heavy metal. Right. But I mean, it's so fucking great. Yeah. So it's just like um I really wish I could make some of these shows. I really wish I didn't live, you know, but you know, what am I going to do? Go to Washington DC? No. <laughs> right. But I just, just good on them for, for just being diverse and keeping it interesting and challenging their audience. I love that. That's yeah. all I want to say. 
They always and they always do that. Oh yeah. You know. Oh yeah. But I mean, usually it's a little more on the heavier side when they're challenging people, I yeah. guess. But it's like, and on the same side, you know, Clutch is a band that can do that because not like other audiences aren't, but the Clutch diehard fan base is, you know, I would say are diehard intellectual music fans. Mm-hmm. So they're not they're not gonna be pissed off that no some dudes up there playing, you know, fucking rock and roll when yeah. Damon Johnson's on stage. Yeah. You know? They might exactly. not think it's the their favorite thing ever, but they're gonna be cool with it. They're know? gonna be they're gonna just be like respectful. they would as much as it kill switch engage, you know, or seven yeah. dust. Exactly. And I think that you know, I, I'm so happy for Damon Johnson that he's getting s- some opportunities like this because he took a big leap leaving Black Star Riders. Right. You know, and, and he really put a lot on the line. So I'm glad to see this. The, even though it's a few dates, it could really open things up for him, I believe. Yeah. For his solo record. Which, by the way, he was on here early this year talking about that solo record. That's right. And he was on here about a year and a half ago with Ricky Warwick when he was still in Black Star Riders. Huge honor. Talking about all that. And we were massive fans since day one with this guy because, if you don't know, he was the lead singer, rhythm guitarist for Brother Kane. Yeah. So. One of the greatest debut records of all time. Yeah. Yeah. I if, mean, if, if there was a no top. question. If we ever did a an episode that was one of the top ten debut records of all time. It's going to be in there between six and ten. Yeah, you it know? really is because it's you know it's not Boston, it's not Guns N' Roses, yeah, but it's like it's going to be in there in that five to ten area. I think. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, so we should mark that down. Let's try it. Let's try to do that. Mark it, dude. All right. <laughs> so, David Lee Roth recently said Van Halen's done. Mm-hmm. That was the quote, right? Like, so like I read that in passing when I was at work yesterday. I read the article. He like, said it's. He told the person, the interviewer, it's right. finished in any kind of form you, you, you would know. It's done. I haven't heard anything. I'm not a part of it. So <laughs> yeah, he, right. he was just, you know, he was, and, and, and it's insane when you live in a world now where fucking David Lee Roth sounds like he's making more sense and sounds more believable than fucking Van Halen. But none of them and are making statements. So it's exactly. <laughs> but, but so it's like, okay, well, you know. But maybe they're done with him. That doesn't mean in 2020 we won't see Sammy back in that band. Well, I know. And Michael Anthony. That's still my hope. Who knows? Because, That's you know, crazy. As crazy, I mean, as, as crazy as Eddie Van Halen is, as probably self-centered as Alex is, those two guys need to be on a fucking live stage because they're two of the greatest ever. Oh, I agree. And then I agree. if we put them, of course, with someone that can still sing their ass off and yeah. one Sammy Hagar and, of course, have Michael Anthony up there, then... I would travel for that fucking show. Well, I know one thing. They need to bring Gary Sharon back. Well, I'd travel for that, too. I ain't fucking joking. <laughs> I am not joking. And you would, too. <laughs> yes, but we know we, that'll never happen. Right. But, but I, so, I just... It, it, it's it, it, it's telling. Uh, and it was like... He was also like, I, I've just become the de facto guy because they don't say anything. Right. Well, that's true. Yeah. And, and I And so <laughs> there's no... The, there's no fucking way that the Van Halen brothers better come back and say, "Oh, Roth is full of shit. How dare how dare he speak? You don't you shouldn't listen to him because they haven't said shit." Yeah. So I have no problem with David Lee Roth coming out and going, "Well, I think it's done, everybody. Y'all can go home." Yeah, you know he has every right to say it. Yeah, yeah, every fucking even right. if we bag on him for stuff, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it, and I think if anyone should go back and listen to his uh, appearance on the Mark Marin podcast. 
Um, that's a great episode. Um, yes, he's real David Lee Roth and he's on, but you also get a sense of like, I got a sense of, you know, this guy's way smarter than a lot of people give him, credit, he, for. Give yeah. him credit for. So that that was an interesting listen. And I mean, he's fucking David Lee Roth, you know, as much as I ripped on him for not being as great. Sammy as he was, yeah. For not being <laughs> Sammy or as great as he once was. Yeah. It's like, he's still one of the icons of fucking hard rock and. You know, he's 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 announced he's doing the residency in Vegas next spring. Yeah. And he has every right to do that. And, you know, as as hypocritical as this sounds, if he came out and said it's the Eat 'em and Smile lineup with, with Steve Vai and Billy Sheehan and Greg Bissonette, I would fucking I, w- I would drive to Vegas and fucking see that. Yeah. <laughs> Even yep. if David Lee Roth isn't what he used to be, I'd yeah, still no drive kidding. there to see it, you know? Yeah, we w- we would be there for sure. Yeah. But speaking of Van Halen We've got an every album in a row episode that we did a couple years ago, but we re-released it here on the podcast yeah. just a few months ago. Kind of like a remix? Yeah. Like Sprite remix? <laughs> Sprite remix. I yeah. like that. That show's good. Yeah. Well, we you know originally did all these every album in a row just on, as a YouTube exclusive, and so mm-hmm. the ones that were only on YouTube, we've slowly been up into the podcast and... There's other ones that have been straight to the podcast, like Alice in Chains and Stone Temple Pilots. But we've done these things on Pantera, Metallica, Guns N' Roses, Motley Crue. The heavy hitters. Yeah, Ozzy. All that great stuff. And we've talked about doing these things on Def Leppard and Aerosmith and Tesla, you know, Faith No More. Even getting deep with bands like Ugly Kid Joe that we love. Yeah. And of course... One of the big ones is Iron Maiden that we've been talking oh, about man. for months and months and been putting off, and we're eventually going to do that one it's with our an undertaking. Yeah, our good friend Jason Carroll. When we can sit down and make that happen, we're going to make it happen. Yep. So hopefully you'll be hearing that, you know, here in the next couple months. I'm, that's what I'm shooting for now. Finally, I'm gotcha. saying it again. Well, putting it back out there, and it it would it would be good for me because I've been on a big Iron Maiden kick lately. All right. So I've listened to... Just like all eras? Y- yeah, well... Well, not, not the Blazer. Not blazer. <laughs> I mean, I really don't. But I listened to all of Dance of Death a couple weeks ago. Oh, I listened wow. to No Prayer for the Dying the other day. Okay. I listened to um, Power Slave yesterday. Um, Melissa and I, uh, over the weekend, we put on Killers in the sunroom because I got that on vinyl. Oh, nice. That was a great one. So I've just been, I've been, I've been really on a big Maiden kick, so... And I love Book of Souls as much as any out al- any album they've ever put out. Yeah. And that's always I'm always listening to that. Yeah. So, you know, anytime anytime you guys want to do it, let me know. Well, I'm uh next week I've got a pretty long drive ahead of me. Going yeah. to Tennessee and back, so I'll finish that up. Yeah, you know, I get got, some get some maiden in you, man. I got a good almost ha- I think I got about halfway through the catalog. You know, a few months ago when we were really talking about doing it. So I'll I'll finish that thing out and hopefully we can make this happen in late October, early November or something. So right on. We'll remind our good friend Jason to to get that back in it, which he probably doesn't need to get back in his head. I think Iron Maiden is always rolling yeah, around in his he, head. He just saw him in Dallas for fuck's sake. That's so. right. Yeah. Yeah. And a huge shout out to him. He just... Recently, well, I say recently, it was in the middle of recording this podcast. Yeah, we paused. He just he stopped by and brought us gifts. Yeah, a vinyl recording of the amazing new Crowbot album, yes. Mother Brain, which is one of the best albums of 2019, 
he happened to give me a copy of. And he got me a copy of Another State of Grace by Black Star Riders. Which is their brand new album. A belated birthday gift, so thank you to him. Very yes. cool, very cool. Yes. Absolutely. Well, if you've been listening, you found us randomly, you haven't listened before, there's 232 episodes you can check out. If you listen all the time and you've missed some, just dig back through there. There's a ton of these episodes where we do like this, where we just talk about stuff, topics, and play music. There's also an ass load of interviews now. Totally. Yeah, we've got recent ones with guys from Clutch, Neil Fallon. We've had on guys from Kill Switch Engage, Night Demon. What else is recent? Scattered Hamlet and Grind. We had a combo episode. Don Jameson. Yes. And we had Vivian Campbell from Def Leppard and Last in Line. That's right. Just a couple months ago. We've also had on guys from Seven Dust and Prong, COC, Hatebreed, Superjoint. Crowbar. Yep. Then if you like the stuff, like we mentioned earlier, the DEB concerts keeps bringing in that we love the whole era of 80s rock. We've had on guys from Tesla, Firehouse, Warrant, Trickster, Kicks, KIX, and Kiss, KISS. <laughs> Both those bands. And we've had on guys from Bullet Boys, Lillian Axe, Great White, Junkyard, Slaughter. Even had on Chuck Garrick from Bisto Blanco, who is, of course, Alice Cooper's bassist. We've had on a ton of people. Hell yes. So just dig through there. SoundCloud.com backslash Thunderdash Underground. You can listen to everything on our website as well, thethunderunderground.com. You can find all the socials there. So get on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook and follow us. And on any of those things, if you share, like, retweet, and all that stuff, it helps us out. Just as much as anything does, because it helps spread the word. And we appreciate it. We're on YouTube as well, at The Thunder Underground, so subscribe there. We recently put up a review of the brand new Steel Panther album, Heavy Metal Rules. I was going to remind you of that. Glad you remembered. All right. That just came out this past week, and it's pretty good. I won't say that it's their greatest album, but it's probably their fourth greatest album. Yep, and it has <laughs> an almost serious song on it. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah, we're getting crazy. It's almost, almost as serious as Gang Bang at the Old Folks Home. Well, on that note. <laughs> on that note, follow us there because we might have another review of a brand new album coming here this week. We've also got episodes coming up with people we're not going to announce yet. And we do have an episode with Sean from White Zombie that we've never posted. That oh, my be, God. That you just forgot about until I remind I you. I did. Well, it's not your conventional. Yeah. It's going to happen. But you, you, you guys will yeah. you guys will hear about that soon enough. Yeah, it's going to happen, and it's cool because, god dang, those first, wide, those first, all those White Zombie albums are fucking fantastic. Better than the lead singer's solo albums, I will say that right now. Anyway, and speaking of... I don't know, Educated Horses was pretty badass, man. <laughs> you might want to you might want to find your way out of the that's a, room on that shit. That's a fucking quote I never thought I'd hear you say. Hey, I really fucking no, like that album. No, I do too, whatever. I enjoyed that record, I thought it was great. I like I like all his records. I'm just saying. But this reminded me a quick post uh, jump back to the David Lee Roth thing. Okay. There's a new story that came out today. Did you see this? Yeah. This reminded me when I spoke of Rob Zombie, his guitarist, John Five. Of course, one of the first things John Five did in the, the rock world as far as being known was recording 
with David Lee Roth back in the mid-90s yeah. as his guitarist. Well, they recorded another album like five or six years ago that got shelved and never released. And David Lee Roth recently in an interview announced that that will be coming out supposedly soon. Yeah. Well, John Five been playing it on Eddie Trunk's show. Yeah. He'll like put his phone up to the microphone, play, <laughs> play like 30 seconds of a song. <laughs> That's crazy. So, yeah. So, yeah, just something to look forward to if you're a David Lee Roth or John Five fan. I'm sure David Lee Roth's recorded vocals are way better than his live vocals. Oh, man. God, we were trying to get out of here, and look, we just got off on more shit. <laughs> I love it. But no, that was one of the things I wanted to say, so yeah, I'm glad, yeah. I, I'm glad no, the Rob Zombie it. thing reminded me. Of course. But anyway, all that great stuff. Listen to us on all those platforms, iTunes, iTunes, everything else. You know what they are. You don't need me to tell you every week. All the things. Yeah. TheThunderUnderground.com. A big thank you again to Med Pharma DB Concerts, and until next time. Thunder Underground, y'all.